Hey cousins, welcome to Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas. Welcome cousins to this episode of Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas. I'm your host, Cornell Wright, the People's Lobbyist. Join me today and grab a quick one as we're going to talk about the perspective of I want versus we need. Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas is intended for the participation of responsible adults of legal drinking age who wish to engage in substantive virtual discussions and social drinking for entertainment purposes only. Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas does not advocate the abuse of alcoholic beverages. Choosing to participate in any of the drinking activities shared in the program should be made with moderation and caution and is the sole responsibility of the user. So cousins, keep wearing your masks because you know it's kind of difficult to make a decision where we are, who's vaccinated, who isn't, okay? And now the Delta variant, so masks are still being recommended in order to help to mitigate, i.e. suppress this virus that at this point in time, cousins, have killed over 700,000 cousins in the United States of America, cousins. That's a terrible number. Here's to all those cousins. So today we're going to have a little bit different format. Today we're going to have an opportunity, I'm going to read to you an essay that one of my cousins sent to me. I agree with the essay as being presented, and so allow me just to go through and read it and capture his words because I think he did a pretty good job doing that. And what we're talking about is the differences between I want versus what we need. So you think about cousins, one of the components that I've continued to talk to you about on this program is we the people. We the people in order to, i.e. the preamble of the Constitution. It's our country, are we in fact doing the things that are best for all of us? Now this particular essay I'm about to read has a, has, gives a historical perspective and it talks about our dealing with and our fight with the COVID-19 virus and the variant, okay? But I think you'll enjoy this. It's very well put together. It follows logically. Let me read it to you, and I'll have some comments at the end. Fair enough, cousins? Join me with one. In the opening days of World War II, most Americans were still enamored with the notion of isolationism. The idea that if Europe and Asia wanted to go to war with their neighbors, it was of no concern to the United States. Safely ensconced between two mammoth oceans, the Atlantic and the Pacific, separated by thousands of miles from Axis powers of Germany, Italy, and Japan, the American people were content to let their European allies in England and France fend for themselves in, in a war in which America had no stake. Or so they thought. That changed a bit on December 7, 1941, when the Japanese reached across that mammoth expanse of the Pacific Ocean with a surprise attack on Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. In the blink of an eye, America found itself declaring war against both Japan and Germany. And suddenly, the world got a lot smaller. In the ensuing weeks, when mandatory blackout measures went into place, one, requiring people to use heavy drapes in their homes so that bomber pilots couldn't locate their communities at night. Think about that, cousins. 
A lot of Americans dismissed the idea of complying with that request. They also didn't like the idea of rationing food on weekly coupon booklets. Okay? They eschewed the notion of having scrap metal, rubber, and nylon drives to assist in the war effort, all of which were required. It wasn't fair. This was America, the land of plenty. Why should they have to sacrifice their creature comforts and be inconvenienced by drawing their blinds at night? Or so they thought. When their sons, brothers, and fathers went off to fight in Europe, North Africa, and the South Pacific, when those sons, brothers, and fathers were killed or wounded in battle, when their daughters, wives, and mothers went off to work in American factories to take the place of men who were otherwise occupied with the brutal work of war, they began to change their minds. Patriotism escalated as the greatest generation began to burnish its reputation as the most honored demographic segment in United States history. On the home front, men, women, and children took pride in their sacrifices, willingly rationing gasoline, meat, dairy products, and many other benefits of peacetime existence. The American people came together, placing the nation's collective priorities over their own individual desires. We need became infinitely more important than I want. And in the process, the United States led the way in defeating the existential threat of fascism that Hitler, Mussolini, and Hirohito had been wielding like a sword against the people of conscience and democracy around the world. It was arguably America's proudest moment. And it wouldn't have been possible without the collective will of the American people to put their country's need ahead of their individual wants. Today, we face a similar existential threat, not one brought on by the hubris of fascist dictators, but by a microscopic virus that has demonstrated a remarkable resilience in mutating itself and refusing to be vanquished. Regrettably, just as it had taken the death and maiming of their sons, brothers, and fathers on the battlefields of World War II, that before Americans began to recognize and pay attention to the collective need of the United States to defeat a common enemy. Today in 2021, it is only after unvaccinated people have been dying in COVID hospital wards from the Delta variant that people are starting to recognize the importance of beating back this pandemic with every measure available. I don't like wearing a mask. I don't like maintaining social distances. I don't not like being able to gather in large crowds in indoor settings, social events, churches, or at work. I don't like that. I don't think anybody does. But we do these things because we recognize that the alternative is far worse. Sometimes I wonder whether America would win World War II if the members of the greatest generation were swapped with the individualistic, self-absorbed, so-called libertarians of the 21st century America. 
who seem all too willing to act like, like the isolationists of 1940, content to place their individual wants and desires over the collective needs of their communities, their regions, their country, and their world. At times like these, we face a choice. What is more important? Is it I want or is that we need? Think about that for a quick second, cousins. Cousins, this was an essay provided by one of our cousins who provided us, I think, with some good ideas. I agree with them. But let me offer to you, in addition to this piece of work, and thank you, is that we need to take the lessons from this and continue moving forward. By the way, this document will be in the description so you can all get a chance to take a look at it later. Okay? Think about what this means for where we are now in 2021. In order for our democracy to grow, we have to continue to have cousin engagement. We have to continue to recognize what's really important and start focusing on more of what we need versus what I want. My individual freedoms can in fact be less than what's better for the larger body of cousins, like simple thing like wearing a mask. We need to have more cousins engaged in order to understand how our democracy works, what role they can play, and what engagement we need to have. Our representatives, whether it's at your local town, whether it's your state or federal level, they are our servant leaders that we then put them in place to represent our interests and our needs and our wants because we, the people, as established by the Constitution of the United States, is what's supposed to be driving this engine. Not corporations, not individuals with their own ideas or their hubris, as described earlier, and not a whole bunch of bad ideas, cousin. There's good ideas out there. Why aren't those good ideas that are helping more cousins get what they need to survive in this country getting a chance to get supported? Let's not fall for the, oh, this is what's happened, and the whole description of them or us, okay? It's all of us. All of us get a chance to not only make the United States better, but in fact give us a chance to present as a representative of democracy for the rest of the world, and don't, don't believe that's not under, under, what, compromise? Under challenge? The whole nationalistic concept, when you hear that concept, nationalism, that's not democracy. That's saying that we want our country and not anybody else. My contention is we want our country and everybody else. Because if we're the best, we need to be leading the country, leading the world by the best ideas and the best concepts. Because the world is ours as well if we work with and coordinate with our partners around the world. You with that, cousins? So it starts with us. Help with the United States. Let us be all that we can be, and the rest of the world recognize, hey, that's a good model. Let's go get some of that. And if they do, then we're all in a better position. Thank you for joining me, cousins. Wear your mask. Get your vaccine if you haven't. And we'll see you next week on Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas. Oh, we are the people.